This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus! Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box, a hard cross, McBride scores! It's 3-0 United States! Welcome to Bone and Bean United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. Welcome back, Beamer. Thank you. Not by my choice, but thank you. Yeah, it's uh it's a surprise extra episode with yeah. Beam. I thought we were kind of done for the year and then Beam is back for a day, so we thought we'd throw a podcast in here. <laughs> so good. So we're I, here. Listen, I'm excited to do the podcast. I know. I know. I, I am texting too. you about doing the podcast yes. when I was announced that I was then back mm-hmm. working. But yes, yeah. I'm very excited to be here with you. Yes. Well, I'm glad you're here too. So we we get to do something that I didn't know if we were going to get to do before the start of next year, which is we get to hear Beam's thoughts on the crew winning MLS Cup. We had Austin Warden last week. If you missed that episode, we went for like an hour talking about that game and that day, but Beamer didn't get to do that. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Uh, we will all, for a lot of it. We'll also talk maybe a bit about uh, a dumb decision by major league soccer mm-hmm. and dong Arbor. Not my guy. It took me a few days for my voice to recover from booing and cheering on. Saturday. Oh yeah. And same, same. I was, yeah, I was struggling. I heard you Monday on morning. Monday. So on Monday morning, the cup was in here. Yes. And I was jealous. I had already had a trip. I was going to go out to D.C. for the first time. And so I'm listening to the morning show, which I usually host, like on the way out of town. Yeah, yeah. And I hear you in there, and I hear the same rasp in your voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. Because at that point in time, my voice was also sounding Oh, like dude. Well, my voice was mostly okay up until that second goal. And when <laughs> Yaboa tapped that one in, I turned around and was just like, like as loud as I've ever screamed in my life. It was guttural. Oh, it was. It was just, uh, yeah, it was so primal from me of just like, I didn't even know I had that down in there (laughs) and it, it got out. It was fun. So talk about all that. Uh, Maybe briefly mention the uh, champions league draw, which happened. So we've got the round of 16 set. We'll give you those matchups and neighbor. Eric has a question of the week. So all that and more coming up. Beamer, the Columbus crew, three stars. You are at this game. Yep. How I, I've I've been wanting to ask you this this entire time since uh, that day. I didn't get to really see you that day. I, and I was bum- I was so bummed. We were all bummed for you. Oh uh, no, that, it was that a, you weren't it was out okay. there. That I know that you had a a prior commitment and you were gonna get again be racing like 150 miles an hour. Hopefully you didn't break any traffic nope. laws on the way to the stadium. I, you know what? It was it was probably the easiest drive in I've ever had. The probably roads were, everybody was down. Roads down were there. clear. I got in. I parked by the station, Ubered over, and my Uber driver was even like, "Oh man, I've taken like 30 people over here today." He's like, "But the traffic's gotten a lot better in the last couple like half hour." And I was like, "Perfect," because everybody's already in. Mm-hmm. And so then he dropped me off. It was a five minute walk. I was, I was in the door with my ticket and stuff by three thirty. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So I had a full 40 minutes or so before the kickoff to walk around the stadium, get where I was going, see people say hi, give some hugs, give Kiss some chat, babies. get some food. No, but I like, I got to see some of my people that I was waiting, like Blake Compton, my guy, he got me a ticket into the game. Uh, he was amazing. And I've known Blake for uh, more than 15 years. Right. So it was a lot of those people where it's like, Oh, you're here. And then a big hug. And, yeah. oh, you made it in. Yes. So I was hoping you would be one of those people. We didn't end up getting to see each other. But I did see where you guys were sitting. And you got to get in there. And I was happy Meredith got to go. Yeah. Like, that, that that was a big deal. So I'm I'm thrilled that you guys got to be there. Yeah, it was really cool. So it was uh, it was good. We did the show uh, beforehand, which was cool. You know, an hour before the hour-long post-game show. So game started at 4. We went 
from two to three. And that was fun. Like it was a blast. We had Austin on who has been a crew season ticket holder since he's been here and been in Columbus, uh, which is great. And that's why, why we love him. And then uh, we also had Chris Dorn on, which was tremendous. And we're every time I get to talk to Chris or, or listen to a crew game, I just, we're, we're so lucky to have Chris uh, be a part of this organization, be a part of the city and calling games for us. He is really tremendous. And anytime I get to talk to him, that was great. And then we had on Patrick Murphy, who was just at the pub. He had texted me beforehand. He's like, Hey, where are you going to go? I'm grabbing a beer. It's like, Hey, we're right here. I'm literally like waving to Pat. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. came over and stood like him and our, you know, close friends together uh, came and stood for uh, a game. And I'm like, Pat, uh, you know, are you, you good? He's like, yeah, I've only had like two beers. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll just get you on. And yeah, sure. Do, do the segment. So that was fun. We had a great time uh, doing the pregame show, but you were missed. We did. It was, it was, we were bummed that uh, you were not there. Well, you but, had me on. I got to talk on, you know, on the phone. Yeah. That was, that was good. And I was hanging out with Adam Fantilli at uh, Valley Ford of Columbus. The my funny guys, thing so. about it was like, if you, if you were listening to the show, you could hear me talk and you could hear Austin talk and you could hear Pat and Chris talk. If you were listening on the radio, like you could hear all of that. Now the way that the, I guess the sound was working like inside of the pub, like the, the speakers weren't working. So like we were doing the show, you couldn't hear us, but you, we could hear you on the phone for some reason, like on the speaker, the return was coming back from you. And so neighbor Eric is standing right in front of me. When I asked you the question, I'm like, Hey neighbor, Eric, like talk him through this and tell him why it'll be okay. He couldn't hear a word that I'm saying, and you come over the speaker, and he's like, "Well, this is why neighbor Eric and like he his headlights up. He's like, what, is, what the hell's going on here, man?'" Um, so that was that was great. No, but the the show was fun, and then uh, it was really cool. I mean, we we had a couple of beers before we went into the stadium, and uh, we had seats, so we had seats, but we just we chose to stand because there was a a ticketing issue, and I use issue because neighbor Eric found himself an extra ticket. Ah, uh. <laughs> he found himself an extra ticket. One of my buddies who had been wanting to go to the game for like, you know, a week. Yeah. He's like, I just can't, I can't pay the $400 to get in. I'm like, yeah. I get it. And so Eric had told me, you know, an hour before kickoff and my buddy lives right downtown, like close to lower.com field. And Eric's like, do you need a ticket for any reason? Like, is anybody you want like to get in? I'm like, yes, I do. Let me text him and see if he's available or if he's already come to the game. And so Eric forwarded me to the ticket. I forwarded my buddy. He was like, you're the best. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Like, oh, man. So he was down at Land Grant, That's Ubered awesome. into Land Grant, was already in his crew gear. Found his way in, found Meredith and me in Austin. So we stood together as four uh, oh, to watch great. the entire game. Uh, and that was pretty good. And so we were standing right next to LAFC and their supporters group. So oh, okay. where they where they were at, we if you were looking from the Nordic and they were on the opposite right end, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were like down kind of in that like alcove. So, so that would have been the southwestern uh, portion of the city. That stadium. would be where the uh, broadcast for Apple TV was, right? Right next to yep, them. I we saw were, that. We were yep. right, right next to them. I mean, okay. when there was a replay a couple of times, like I just turned and looked at their monitor yeah, yeah, to right. see all the replay and, and what was going on. And I thought, you know, LAFC fans, it, it it is what it is, whatever. Uh, they threw the beer and did all that. I thought yeah. they were la- they were good. I thought they were they were loud. They were yeah, good. They, I mean, that's they were the a thing. bit obnoxious, but it is what it is. Traveling fans are always going to be pretty loud because it's always like nine times out of ten, the people that are yeah. buying those tickets are going to be people who are like, I came here specifically to scream my lugs out for this team from now, Los Angeles, right? From Los Angeles, like not just from yeah. Cincinnati or from Chicago or like easier trips yeah. to get here. It's like this was all the way across the country. It's a big expense. Yeah, I mean, it's sure. I, I fully admit that those people that come to that, they're going to be very passionate. But I will say, upon reflection and going back and watching the game a few times on the broadcast, 
it's the thing I've always wanted to see happened at uh, crew games, and I hope it continues, which is the entire stadium's the Nordeca. Yeah. Like, the entire stadium was functioning in that way. Yeah. They had, I believe, capos around the stands, basically, trying to help get people involved in this game. They had people who knew, who probably sat in the Nordeca, who were just sitting in other places, they are like, I know all these chants. I'm not sitting down. Mm-hmm. I'm standing up and yelling. And so, from where we were, now we were above the Nordeca where we were standing, so it obviously sounded a lot better there. I could barely hear the LA people on our end. Only time I heard them was after their goal for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then, you know, crew fans started chanting Patrick Schulte's name. Cause he took that ball right to the face <laughs> and it was right in front of us. So that started happening. And then I was like, okay, I can't hear him again. And that was about the only time I heard him all you game. You would have been so. so proud of Meredith. Cause there, I mean, there were a lot of people in the building and this is great. I mean, the game's growing and it's really cool. And the crew have sold out season tickets for next year. And there's a wait list. Like, I think that's, Really tremendous. Like when you right. were when you were building this new stadium, this is ultimately what you wanted. And we saw the sellout streak this past year and the hot commodity for MLS Cup final and you know what it was and how much of a pain in the ass it was to actually getting <laughs> that. Was. That's a different yes. we'll leave that podcast for later on in the new year. We'll sure, do that sure. when the time is appropriate. But you would have been so proud of Meredith because, you know, I'm a tall guy, Austin's a decently tall guy, like and the way where we were standing at, it's like there were some people in front of us who were a bit taller, but they were also like lower because they were in their seats, but they were standing. So Meredith couldn't really see anything. So luckily, like we got a spot where Meredith like sandwiched herself in to some people. And I I don't think they were crew fans. And I don't even think these people were soccer fans. They're like, oh my God, the crew fans suck. Like this, this building's not even loud anyways. And Meredith gave him an earful. Oh, really? Because they're from Columbus. Like, they, yeah. wanted, they well, wanted the crew to win, but I think yeah. this is their first time down to the building. Like, but oh it was just, the, it was the thing to do. You know? Oh, they're just, they're like, like they had got tickets. I'm I, don't better know than if, this. I don't know if it was okay. a sponsor thing, whatever, but I, oh Meredith God. was hot. What'd she, she say? I'm curious. Like, I don't what know exactly the... what she said, but give it me was a paraphrase. Lo- it, it, was the, it was along the lines because, again, we're right next to the LA fans. And yes. I tell you from where we were at, they were loud. Like, oh, sure they, they were. Yeah, because you're right next to them. Yeah. We're right next to them. And then the guy was like, yeah, these crew fans suck. They're not very loud. And she just, I think, said, hey, dumbass, go to anywhere else in the stadium where these aren't drums and horns blowing in your ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just turned around. She goes, ooh, I could just fight someone right <laughs> 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 so I started laughing. I'm like, you get them, Mary. Go That's awesome. Ass. Like, yeah. it, was, uh, it, was, it was pretty remarkable. So after that. Ultra, after, ultra Meredith is yeah. who we're here for. Like, she I am, loves competition. I am here for she Ultra gets, Meredith. She gets yeah. super upset. Yeah. She gets super upset because she loves Columbus so much and she loves this club. And <laughs> she she turned around. She's like, oh, I could really hit someone right now. She's not a violent person at <laughs> no, all. No, no, no. But <laughs> old Danny Dyer football factory yeah, over there, right. there Meredith. She's going to start her own her own uh, oh, supporters firm right there. Was, the old, yeah, we'll get that going. That's it great. Was so fun. It was it was so funny because. Oh, it, I, but, but you know the, what? The that, atmosphere that, was so good, which created that. That sentiment, though, is one that I mean, I totally get because it's so frustrating when you hear people, especially people who maybe haven't been there all year or yeah. don't come to a lot of games, and then they their instant default position is to be like, "This all sucks," or "This <laughs> right. isn't as good as it could Why be." Why are you here? And it's like then? I, and this is something I actually learned from Morgan Hughes, among others. I've heard other Save the Crew people who have come up with this, and Nordeca people too. It's like. If you are a crew fan or a Columbus supporter, someone who just cares about the city and you come in and maybe there's something you don't like about that atmosphere. This is not a restaurant. This is not like the team is the team and they're a professional organization, but the fans are fans. Yeah, Anyone can go join up and be a part of the Nordeca. And eventually if you're there long enough, 
you might find your way into a leadership position if you really want to, if you're driven to do that. Uh, you can you can go help. You can go buy a drum and learn how to play and go go with the Nordaka drum line. Go with, learn how to play your drum. If you don't want to do any of that, you can show up to games, sit not in the Nordeka, and be very loud in your section and encourage other people to do so. You can do that if you want to. But what bugs me is when people will do that. I saw that a lot with the Save the Crew stuff where people be like, nah, they should be doing this. They should be doing that. It's like they're working 20 hours a day. Yeah. Like their regular job and then all the time it's not the regular job and not sleep. They're doing this other thing. Feel free to jump in and help them. If you don't like how they're doing something, go jump in and offer your help. Find a way to make it better. And that's that's anything, right? Like I've seen people criticize TIFO where they're like, nah, that one wasn't really good. It's like, <laughs> did you go help with the design? Cut any banners? Do any of this stuff? Like Paint yeah, on a 90 degree day? Think about how that stuff works. By the way, the TIFO, I didn't talk much about that with Austin, but that was great. That TIFO was so badass yeah. and so good. It was, they threw, again, you don't know that you're going to be in this game until a week ahead of time. Yep. You don't know who your opponent's going to be until about that same time frame. And then not only did they come up with a killer design, the design had all these little elements, like the original black and gold, of course, in honor of like LAFC, mm-hmm. not those guys. That's us. That's a thing that you only would know once you know you're playing LAFC in the final. And then on the three-man logo that they had, the homage back to yeah. the old crew logo, they had the the badge, two stars, and then an outline of a third star, but like not in there yet. Yeah. And it's like, what a great little tweak that is. What a great little like, yeah, it's not there yet, but there's a spot for it. Ready. Just in case. I'm just saying, like, this thing was so well done, and they did it in – oh, they actually finished early. I saw they put out a thing saying on Thursday, hey, we got enough people and we finished it all, so we don't need you on Friday. Great. This came together in basically four days, five days mm-hmm. they did this. That's I, Now, they may have some that maybe aren't as good as that one or whatever in your opinion if you're an art critic, <laughs> I guess. but We are not. That's my. But my point is – I understand if people are like, I didn't personally like that one as much. Going out and just standing there openly, just like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. That's not what I want. I'm tell- I've never seen Meredith that upset good, good about her. about something that really, in the grand scheme of all the things that were transpiring, of like course. it didn't matter. But she was so upset. Well, I love that though. That yeah. fighting for your team and and really, it's it's defending your own fans. It's not right. even, if someone wants to criticize the team on the field and be like, I don't think they're that good. Fine. Okay, that's fine. We can debate that. The fans though aren't paid to do it. They're paying right. to do yeah. this, like a lot. Yeah, a lot of money, as it turns out, to even get a chance to do this. So, yeah, that's that's a real thing, and I, yeah, glad to hear that she's got that fight. So, I guess I just want to get your opinions on the game. How'd you think it went? It went great. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, what great. an obvious question that was. Uh, but like, I thought I thought the crew did exactly. We didn't know who was going to be the attacker and who was going to be the attacky, right? And then I think from Jump Street, you knew the place was ready to explode. Um, yeah. I think we we both had our thoughts that the crew were going to take the game to LAFC, and then, then there would be pockets of time and space where LAFC would then take the game to the crew, and it didn't happen until the last, what, 20 minutes of the game? No, I, I felt like we were at a point in the first half where we were questioning did they get a man sent off and we missed it? Like, it was... Like so we were saying, LAFC, I mean, of course. Yeah, so the crew were attacking towards the Nordic, so we were on the opposite end of the stadium. Yes, yeah, so you didn't get to see anything. We didn't get to see anything. I mean, I, I had a great lane and a great viewing angle of the Amundsen pass to y'all. Like, oh, that was, yeah, you were probably very, like, you could probably see it as well as anyone in the stadium. I could see that it was going to go right to his foot. Like, as soon as the ball left Amundsen's, Amundsen's foot, I'm like, that is going to be a terrific ball. But, like, the penalty, it's like, we didn't see that. Again, I'm turning around to, like, look at the Apple broadcast and, like, ref yeah, yeah, the yeah, spot. Yeah. I turn around, look at the TVs, and 
Uh, I'm looking at him like, okay, penalty. Like that's he clipped yeah. him for yeah. sure. Like took him down, and um, so that was great. I I mean, there was a at least from I know that you were sitting on top of the Nordex, so it was a little bit different, but it was pretty terrific. Again, like the LAFC fans were loud where we were standing when Cucho scored that penalty. I mean, we were loud and we were exciting and cheering and jumping up and down and hugging and high fiving, but the wave of sound that like. Oh, came yeah. across the stadium to where we were standing. It's like in a movie how you see like a jet fly by and yeah. then like that sonic boom like hits seconds after. Like think of like Tony Stark in Iron Man, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. There's that scene where he's standing like that and then you see the explosion and then the sound wave you. Yes. like rushes towards him. That's what that first Cucho goal was like. Sure. Where it was like, okay, like someone threw a match onto the fire and then poof, like it's it's going crazy. But those LAFC fans were too loud at that moment. No, I don't, I don't think. I, I, don't, I, I think probably couldn't hear them much. Meredith was time. probably flipping the people off in front of her. <laughs> uh, I didn't see exactly what she was doing in that moment. I was yeah. hugging random strangers. Yes. But yeah, so, so that goal happens and that's great. And then the second goal, when y'all puts it in, I mean, again, like the place is already loud and it's raucous and it's alive. Like you can feel the building. And then a couple minutes later, like that goal goes in and there's another one of those waves. And then I feel like you, I mean, you felt awesome. You knew that the onslaught was going to come at some point. Yes. But at that moment in time, you're up two nil. You're feeling really good about that situation. And I got to be honest with you. When LA got one back, I mean, sure. I was nervous. I think all crew fans knowing what happened the last week against Cincinnati, but there was never a point in time where I was like, this is the onslaught of all onslaughts. No, no. Even that goal, it was like they had it covered and a bad bounce happened. And Denny Buanga is the best goal scorer. Perhaps MLS has ever and he seen poached it. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, but, but if, if you told me going to this game, Denny Buanga is going to get a goal and that's all you have. That's it. Then I would say, Oh man, I think the crew are winning this game Yeah. before the game. We, we thought, the crew style of play is to be on the ball, love to have the ball, going to have a lot of possession. LA's more like a lot of the modern teams are that say, we're good with you having possession. You know, we that that whole thing is taken over, right? We'll let you have possession. Mm-hmm. We'll counter you and all that. So if you told me that LAFC was going to manage one goal, I would have said, well, then that tells me they're not switching. Like, I was worried that LAFC would throw a wrinkle. Yeah. That they would be like, oh, now actually today we're going to be Mr. Possession team and you're going to have to fight to get the ball. That would have worried me. But they did what they do. The crew did what they do. It was two different contrasting styles that mm-hmm. fit together like a puzzle piece or two puzzle pieces go perfectly with each other. Let's see who's better at doing their thing. The crew were better at doing their thing than LAFC was better at doing their thing. That's it. That's what won the game. So, yeah, I'm with you. I I felt a little nervous well, when I they got think, that goal I, just because it's like now we're only one fluke bounce away from this yeah. thing being tied up. But, man, the the balls on Wilfried Nancy yeah. late in that game subbing off basically every guy who would be tasked with taking a penalty kick. I didn't like it. You know what? (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. I loved it, though, because it's like, this is what he does. He looked at it and said... You're going for the win right now. Man, look look at how well Steven Marrera... Why did I say Steven Marrera? He has played... He's. We can talk about him. He may be the best defender the crew have ever had. He is awesome. But the guy I actually meant there was Kevin Molina, not Steven Marrera. Kevin Molina... We have talked about a lot on this show and about how bad he's been at times. And certainly they just re-signed him for $750,000. They activated the option. Super sub. That's what I say. Dude, he, all this year we've been questioning why they keep putting (laughs) this guy in. Why do they keep trying to make Kevin Molino happen? And then he has had the, like one of the best playoff runs. If it wasn't for (laughs) Christian Ramirez being another super sub on this team, like those two guys off the bench have been nails for this team. And Yes, there was the playoff moment against Atlanta, I want to say, where Molino gave up a 
bad foul. They were down was already. That, was that or I can't remember if that was here. Or, that might not have been the playoff game. Either way, the point is, Kevin Molino has had his moments, yeah. but I mean, served in the ball that got them to MLS Cup essentially, right? With that ball in that Cucho uh, headed across, and then he he had moments in this game where he's dribbling out of pressure and just not being afraid, not just booting the ball 60 yards of field, just like, I'm going to take on two defenders, go right by him, get through it. Split the lane. Now, I don't know if he'll do that all next year or if he'll revert back. I would like to to see him maybe not do that as much because it can be costly, but in a one-off where you're feeling yourself and you're in a good run of form, have fun. But, like, that's – I'm just saying, Wilfried Nancy has had – has shown these guys, I believe in you, I have faith in you, I trust you, and that faith was rewarded with an MLS Cup. That's a great point. That's the that's the part of what those subs were to me was like, I don't necessarily, I probably wouldn't have the guts to do it. No, that's why I'm not Will. I know Nancy. Austin and I were like looking at each other. We didn't verbalize it. I know, but, but it's we like, were looking at each other. We're like, wow, we're going all defense here. Okay, dude, Mo Farsi. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people said when you got Julian Gressel, great. We don't need him anymore. Mo Farsi started this game and played awesome. Like I know he had his, which is why stroke. Julian Gressel's not coming back to Columbus. Well, I mean, the reality is he fits a lot more of what this team does. You know, Julian Gressel needs to be on a team with a true nine and the crew aren't going to probably play with that up top for a lot of, you know, 80% of the games that they're in. So that really doesn't, or 80% of the time in those games. And defensively, Farsi is a far superior player to Gressel in that regard on the ball in tight situations. Farsi's better in that way. Gressel is much better at whipping balls in and creating some offense but I think you've got a lot of creative offensive players on this team. So, but anyway, we can talk all about offseason moves later. I didn't mean to get into all that. I'm just saying Mo Farsi was the guy that we looked at and said, uh, are they going to keep starting him? Right. Like he gave away a bad goal in Cincinnati and Wilfried Nancy said, yeah, I don't care. He does what he does. I expect that guys are going to make mistakes. I'm not just going to give up on him just because they make a mistake. And it's great leadership. Uh, it's tremendous leadership. And uh, I don't know how you feel about it. I feel like this guy could easily be managing uh like tomorrow, if a Premier League team was like, we're done, we're sacking our manager. Not that he should go, not that I want him to go. He could easily just, I think he could manage any team out of relegation zone. I think, I think he could manage any team to whatever. I, no, <laughs> I'm saying, saying I, could, I think he goal. could take, I think he could take your Manchester United guys and get them into the championship, into the Champions League again this year. Where, how far are they out right now? They're like uh, seventh or eighth. Points, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying like, that's going to be tough. You got all these teams kind of congested right there. I think he could get the most out of whatever Manchester United's meant to be. And he probably would make some decisions that are wildly unpopular on the way there. But and he if, doesn't give a flip. No, he does not, man. He's just, he's going to do what he does. And I will be sad when a European club gets him, yep. which I'm sure will happen eventually. I just yep. hope it's not in the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I don't either. And you and I have talked about this really since the beginning of the playoffs. I mean, again, let's think about this. This is year one. And yeah. This is year one coming off of two years of messing around and not making the playoffs. That's a different story for a different day. Again, but, I mean, our expectations were that this roster is good enough and well enough constructed at the time that the season began where you were going to rely heavily on your midfield with Darlington and Aiden, and then you were going to rely on a bunch of goals from Lucas and Cucho. Like, that was it. Like, that was what you were going to do. And if you showed signs of improvement, now we thought the offense would be there just given with what he had done at Montreal. Like, you kind of knew that there were going to be more goals and there would be more open play. But I really honestly, best baseline expectations for this team I think you and I had him before the season, like make the playoffs. Yeah. Like make, make the playoffs. This roster is constructed as a way that you should be getting a top, one of the top four seats. They did that. Yeah. They yeah. did that. That was baseline expectations were to make the playoffs. Next line of expectations was if everything goes according to plan, then you should be 
being able to host more games in the playoffs than you don't. And you get into the playoffs, you're hosting two of the three against Atlanta. You needed that last home game. That was good. You go down to Orlando, you beat them, and then you beat your rival in Cincinnati for a conference championship. So now you're already thinking, like you and I talked about it, would would it have sucked if they lost to L.A.? Yeah, absolutely. But the season was already a smashing success. Yeah. And then you get into that game, and you turn LAFC into a pretty pedestrian team who really, again, like they were attacking, and that was fine, and they were playing in dangerous balls, but you never felt – like there was going to be an opportunity for them to really get back into the game after it was two to nothing. And like, that's such a rare thing to do. And so in year one, going from baseline expectations and the way that this team is playing to then winning a cup and getting the third star on your Jersey, like it's a, it's a smash smash. There's no other way to describe it other than it exceeded expectations at the very highest, utmost level. And now you're talking about a guy in reality that hopefully you can keep him here for the next couple of years, win a couple more before he heads off to Europe. Like yeah, that, it's, I know that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, and and that risk taking that he has, that that I'm going to stick with guy. Well, I mean, even the system, right? The system mm-hmm. is you have Rudy Camacho, who is a fine MLS <laughs> defender in the sense of like he knows positionally where to be. He's savvy enough to make up for his physical deficiencies as far as speed or whatever, but. That's a guy who has no problem when the best attack outside of Columbus, basically, in MLS is staring right at him. Yeah. He's got the ball. He will put his foot on the ball and stare at Denny Bawanga and be like, I dare you to come get this for me. Guy, man had 39 goals, 38 goals, whatever it was in all competitions. Come get it. And he's like, come get it. And, and, and when they do, the crew just turn on from like, we're just going to kind of play around in the back to it's go time. Yeah. Hope you're ready. Yeah. And most Have teams fun. are not. Most yeah. teams are not. And that's only because Wilfried Nancy did not waver when early in the season they're making poor mistakes. They're giving up balls. They're not in the right position. They're not doing things well. They're not reading the game as well as they need to under this system. You remember the Philadelphia? He stuck with the whole thing. Yeah. Do you remember the Philadelphia game? Yeah. Game number one. You and I came in. We did a show after game number one. We're like, boy. What was that, 3 nothing? I think it was 4. Or 4, yeah. Four they, got, they got destroyed. They got their asses kicked. Especially that second half. It got out of hand. Out of quick. hand. It yeah. got out of control. Yeah. And you and I were just talking like, this has got a long ways to go. It's going to, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a great point because I had almost forgotten about that. But you're right. And, and we both said at the time, like, it's going to be like this for a while till they figure it out. Yeah. But I didn't think they were going to figure it out to this level. No, not. I thought they'd figure it out to be in the playoffs, be really dangerous, and then in year two, year three, yep. they can learn how to win the playoffs together, and that's where you just find out if you can win championships or not. LAFC has been to three finals this year, mm-hmm. could not get it done with this group. They lost every one of the finals they were in. There's a reason why. It's very difficult to win a final. Yeah. You have to believe in what you're doing, and you have to. I saw somebody who said, "If you're 100 percent committed to Wilfried Nancy's system, that's not enough. You have to be 110 percent committed. Yeah. You have to be so committed, you're almost like cult-like. Like, in what your are we doing? In what he's well, doing. Yeah, right. So, if anyone on the field, any one of those 11 guys and your subs are questioning it, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that they got over through that, and I mean, look who scored the the game winning. It turned out the MLS <laughs> Cup winning goal. Yeah, he was. The you, the pass came from a guy who wasn't even here yeah. and wouldn't have been here if Will Sands hadn't torn up his knee, sadly, right? Yeah. I believe that Sands injury is why they went out and got multi-Amundsen. And then he passed it to a guy in Yaliboa that everyone kind of was like, yeah, he's just a guy. He's probably not going to factor much. Uh, we've got all these other dudes. We've got Lucas El Rayon, blah, blah, blah. And like 
now all of a sudden he's a big key reason to <laughs> your success. I mean, now he's the guy who scored. a great finish. It was, again, Wilfried Doncey probably believing in him and believing in these guys. There's a reason he went outside boot with his left foot and not trying to, like, I'm going to step over to my right and try to, like, beat this guy that way. He had the confidence to say, no, I'm going to inside foot this dude mm-hmm. to the far post <laughs> on my outside, not just try to go around him and tap it in. I'm going to do the, like, this this is the, the type of finish that you have to have the guts to do. So that confidence was rewarded, and I think all those players were feeling that confidence. And who knows what next year is. I, I said this on the podcast last week. I'll say it again. Keep enjoying this because, as we saw with the last regime, you don't know what's going to happen the next few years, yeah. right? You don't know which of these – Aiden Moore signed his contract basically essentially to do a favor for the club and say – when you deal me, you'll get something. Yeah, they're going to deal him. I don't. I hope not this winter. I hope we can keep him for another year, but probably this summer, there's going to be some chances for him. Mm. You know, there's going to be other guys who the Cucho is going to be sought after, yep. if not in the winter this summer. If he already, you know, he is going to have interest from Premier League teams. Like again. that's how good he. Is. Again, he was there. He could go back. No one would blame him if he does. M- my point being. I don't know what the future holds for yeah. this team. So let's just enjoy this. Patrick win. Schulte sooner rather than, <laughs> sooner rather than later. that man. What a revelation. Again, you cannot script it any better than what the crew just had. Yeah. So in, let's just it enjoy this. It was a once this. in a lifetime confluence of events. Yeah. I've already seen people who are kind of a little mad about like, wow, Kevin Molino, 750 grand. It's like, you know what? I don't care if they give him 750 million. I don't like, care. <laughs> who cares? Give him the Shohei Otani <laughs> deal. I don't really, it doesn't like, matter to me. Well, I'm just enjoying yeah. this right now. Like we can talk about it next year if they've lost five in a row and, Ever the wheels are off. We'll then, get then pissed we'll, off then. We'll get there. Yeah. But yeah. like, <laughs> let's enjoy this, man. Let's not assume. I, I don't, I, I'm not ready to go down the road of, but can they repeat? No. Can they win three? No. Can they, no like also, yes, but I hope they can, yeah. but they're, they just won this. They haven't even got their, their, their team name engraved on the trophy yet. It still just says 2023 MLS cup. They have to send it off and get that engraved. It'll come back. Let's You'll see it. Revel in it. Let's enjoy let's it. Take your they time. They won. We're all, and I hope you did. I hope and you, you beat to the Cincinnati to get there. Like, just have, relax. It couldn't. It, well, that's what I mean. Let's just. This is this is something to revel in, and I will not stop reveling in it. And I I made this announcement last week, Beam, and I'll say it again. I've I've decided I'm I'm wearing the I'm wearing the new logo. Okay, so that the brings new logo us, the new logo. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna say that brings us to neighbor Eric's question because. I was telling him, I'm like, I'm doing, you know, surprise podcast tomorrow on soccer podcast. Day, which is a Monday, which is weird, but yeah, whatever. It's, we're getting close to Christmas time. Uh, he goes, all right, neighbor Eric's question of the week. And now that we have the third star, will you buy next year's Jersey Absolutely. with a new logo? I still can't convince myself to buy it. That's what fine. He said. That's fine. I understand that. And I'm not going to yell at any crew fan who I was talking with my buddy, Chris Blaine, yep. who is a, a diehard crew fan. And he was like, I still can't get there. And I said, I understand it. I am just telling you for me. And part of what did it is my middle daughter, Ava. So we're watching the games where I didn't, I didn't watch MLS cup with her, but we watched it. We got uh, Sunday. I sat down and we all watched it together. So when it was over, uh, I had said, you know, so now we get a third star over our crest. She goes, Oh wow. She's like, dad, when they do that, I want the Jersey that has all three stars on it. And I said, done, done. And, and Viv was like, yeah, me too, dad. I want one with three stars. And I was like, you know what? I want one with three stars. I, there's only two other teams in MLS that have more than us. No team in MLS has three on their crest currently. LA and DC, who haven't won in a billion years, yeah. those are the only two teams with more, and they won when there were like seven teams in the league. The crew won all their championships post-designated like designated player time. All of their championships have come. Mm-hmm. 
Guillermo Barroscoloto was a designated player. That was in the Beckham era. When that all started, that's when the crew started winning. So I'm saying you can be proud of those three stars, and you can also realize they came when the league actually didn't have just like a bunch of college players and one guy. The super on their draft team. was the biggest thing in the offseason. Right, yeah, it's yeah. like, no, we actually... All of the guys on those teams, a lot of them were not draft picks. Some of them were, but most of them were yeah. free agents brought in from international places. MLS 2.0 had already started. That was 08. 2020 is clearly a different league. huge level different yeah. than that. And now 2023, it, I mean, it's and we were there in 2015, just couldn't get it done because the worst possible <laughs> 10 minutes of soccer ever played could possibly happen. But other than that, like I'm saying, yeah. you've been in four MLS Cups. You won three of them. We should be damn proud of that as a fan base. And yes, I want more. Yes, I want to see them eventually become the winningest team in MLS. I hope they surpass the Galaxy and DC United. Don't look now. Those teams are any good. Just go to one star for 10. Oh, yeah. I I want to be the first. Well, LA did that. They they had a thing and then they went away from it. It's It's a baller move. LA, the league decided when LA got to five that they were going to have a gold star. Just and everybody else would have silver stars and the gold star would represent five. And then like a year or two after they did that, LAFC or LA Galaxy, rather, not LAFC. Yeah. The Galaxy said, never mind, we're going to keep five stars because uh, nobody, nobody, it makes us look like bad. <laughs> is, it, is it Bayern who does the, the Bayern stars has, for Champions League? By, uh, oh, do they? I know Bayern at one time, I was just reading about this. The Bayern's got five stars. Yes, that's because the German League does it for every, uh, I believe, it's either every five or every. 10 well it makes sense because they've won a a load of either five or every 10 you've won and and that's only since like the 60s so in what is that like 60 plus years i think they've won 30 plus championships (laughs) so so they've got i believe it's every five you get a star so i think they just crossed over 30 and then they got i don't know they did something with that i forget what it was but yeah anyway it's a lot you get a lot once you get past a certain number i think I'm so. just excited to see what if they do. So I know they're going to have the vertical star next year. I think it'll have to go to three over the top. Yeah, the the one over. The, so it's like yeah. a triangle right yeah. now with a big one and two little ones. That's to signify, I believe, you're the current champion. Yeah. You get that star over whatever you already had. Then I believe if you're not the current champion the next go, year, it'll, I'm guessing, drop down and be three across the top. I just hope that, too, like they take a, a page out of the – and I I don't know how this happened last year, but – uh, they take a page out of like the Premier League, and th- what they do, and have gold accents on the jerseys for all of next year, symbolizing. I believe that you're the that's. The, I believe that's the case. Yeah. I think they might actually. You know those champions jerseys that everybody was wearing with yeah. the twenty that that said like champions twenty three and it had the silver. I think they might do something like. That. All right, good. I think that's what it is. But, but in the sh- in long form answer, yes, I will. I will for sure rock the third star. Well, next year, do we get a new? yellow jersey yeah i think because yeah. we just did the they just redid and did the gray ones this year we didn't have a black jersey so then i think this is the second year of the yellow so they're no, gonna we update. did have the black jersey we got rid of the grays right the grays are oh coming. that's right that's right that's right but we yeah. will have a new yellow we have jersey. a new yellow jersey coming so the that's, black ones were new this year. that's right that's right sorry i got that all yeah. i got that all screwed up you're right yes so now gold I, accents on the gold jersey <sighs> Telling you what, I, I have already spent so much money on just merch for me, and I haven't even started buying for the kids yet. So I'm waiting for all the official three stars. What did MJ stuff. say about the kids? Oh, it's uh, wait, what? So what's Michael Jordan say about them kids? Oh, F them, kids. F them kids. <laughs> right. 
Yes, I forgot for a uh, second. That, yeah. Sorry, girls. Papa's already spent nine hundred dollars <laughs> on new. Well, you know gear. what it is though. I I bought I bought a shirt. I got this in twenty twenty. They have it up on MLS Soccer Soccer dot com. It's got the team on the front, the logo and stuff, and some of that on the back. It has all the names of the players. Oh, nice. So I got one of those in twenty twenty. That's the one I was kind of looking for. I found it. I like the one from twenty twenty better, but I bought this one, and then I bought the scarf, the official champion scarf. So that one's I'm excited about getting. Uh, I've also bought three shirts from Supporter Supply. Nice. Uh, since they won, and then I bought one previous to that. So I bought like, yeah, I've spent like a, hundreds of dollars on crew stuff, and I'm not even. My Supporter even, Supply uh, gear was good luck. That's what I wore to the game. That's good. Last yes, week. yes. I bought the the original black and gold. I bought mm-hmm. that, and then I bought the Tifa one, and I bought the one with like the three stars. I think that they put out. Love oh, that. the one that's uh, impossible is nothing. Yeah. Or it, impossible is an opinion. Yes. I bought that one. Impossible as well. is nothing. Thank you, LeBron. Well, that's what impossible is an opinion. I was like, that does feel like a Kobe quote or yeah. someone else. I'm sure someone else has said that, but Wilfried Nancy is Wilf the, said it. That's he's the it. one that I believe in that said that forever. Um, all right. Uh, Last thing before we go, because we'll wrap this up. We're not going to take a break because we're almost breaks done. are stupid. Breaks are stupid. Uh, no, they're not. But <laughs> we yes, are going to we're going to not going to do it in this one. Uh, we do. What else? Oh, Open Cup. I just <laughs> want to. I couldn't remember what the other two things were. Quickly on Open Cup. Uh, Don Garber and MLS on Friday at like five in the afternoon. Always when you put out the stuff you're really proud of doing. Uh, they announced that they will not be sending their first division teams Dumb. to play in Open Cup this year, the U.S. Open Cup, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, named after former crew owner Lamar Hunt, who loved soccer and championed this tournament, among other many other things. Uh, that's disappointing to me. MLS's argument was teams weren't prioritizing it, and uh, fans weren't coming to as many games. My argument for that is the crew like many other teams are going to be playing in leagues cup this year. That's what you competition MLS and Liga MX made Mm -hmm. to put together. When you have a whole summer full of that and you have open cup and in the cruise case, you have champions league, which another great thing about all this. I'm just saying that that might be why teams aren't prioritizing like early open cup games when you have leagues cup and all this other stuff. And it's not like you've downgraded the amount of games that MLS plays. So you're kind of that uh, Eric Andre meme of like, who could have done this, right? Yeah, it's with like the, the, with the, with with the gun, smoking yeah. gun on Hannibal <laughs> yeah. Burst. It's like, yeah, you did it. You're yeah. the ones that made teams not want to do that. So they're sending their MLS next pro teams, which are essentially third division teams because yep. USL championship or whatever they call it is the second division. MLS next pro is more like third division. I thought it was a great tweet from the, uh, from the Riverhounds. Oh, it was an unbelievable tweet that they had. I didn't see it. Oh, it was it was great because remember, I mean, they beat the crew in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's in, right. In yes, yes, yes they did. Yes. And what did they say? They said something pretty awesome. Like I looked at it and I'm like, that good job out of them. Because this was just coming off of the obviously just winning MLS Cup. They tweeted out the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Hey, at MLS, because they did the whole news story and they yeah. quoted that tweet. Hey, at MLS, is this because we ran your league's champions out of the competition <laughs> this year? Didn't think you'd take it that poorly. That's a great job. It is a great job. And and I know what Don Garber is doing here. He basically, there's there's something else at play. They want some bigger stake in Open Cup, is my guess. And kind MLS hamstringing them. They, they, well, they're basically saying, if you want us in the competition, we need something else. And I don't know if that's money. I don't know what it is. But the reality is U.S. Open Cup is the FA Cup of America. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same prestige maybe to regular fans, but that's on the 
powers that be at U.S. Soccer to make it a better thing. Yeah. You know, it's not on MLS to say we're going to withdraw from it. You're now going to even further downgrade this competition. I know MLS is like, well, that's not our job, but it is. The reason MLS exists, only reason it exists, is because FIFA said if you're going to host a World Cup, you have to develop a first division soccer league. Right. That just has to happen. That's why MLS got created in 96 was because of the 94 World Cup stipulation of that. Your whole mandate is to grow soccer in this country. Pulling out of this competition is opposite of your mandate. So they've completely lost their way on this. And well, also to just give the sucks. teams the options, you know, give the yeah. teams the options. If they want to go for a cup run, let them go for a cup run. If they want to yes. sit up there and play their MLS next pro guys, go play your MLS next pro guys. Yeah. Have a waiver that says, you know what? Anybody inside. I'll just take the crew. For example, because mm-hmm. we live here. We sure. Sure. Podcast base in Columbus. Like it doesn't matter. You don't need to sign them to active roster. Anybody under your crew umbrella. Yeah. If can, you want to take can play an open cup can play and, an open and they don't cup. have to be. Yes. Agreed. And there can be like a, a fee situation. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe they're saying we want something like that guaranteed by open cup, you know, us soccer, whatever. I don't know, man, but this is the wrong direction for, yeah. for MLS to go on that. And it sucks. They're saying they're doing it for one year to try it out. Uh, the fan out outcry has already been pretty immense. I think everybody has pretty much been on that. And I've seen a few people who pushed back and said, well, I went to an open cup game. There are only 3000 people there. That sucks. Right. So make it something that, that doesn't suck. The teams need to prioritize it more and they need to highlight it more. And they also need to probably not make it a $50 ticket to go watch a a game that you could go watch for 20 or 10 bucks yeah. if it was a next pro game. Just do that. So the MLS next pro crew two will be in it this year. And I will obviously be happy. I hope the, the cappies can win the whole thing, mm-hmm. but it does suck that that's where we're basically turning it into like a JV league now. Right. And we're saying leagues cup, which has all of one year of history <laughs> is a bigger deal. That's more prestigious. And why? Cause there's a TV deal associated with it. It's Liga Mekis. I get it. I, when leagues cup comes around, I hope we win that too. I hope we win Champions League, Champions Cup, technically. Uh, by the way, if you didn't see that, the crew are into the round of 16 by virtue of being MLS champion. Good. So they don't have to play anybody until then. So they will just be in the knockout round. And uh, I believe their like pool of teams they could play are all either uh, they're they're all MLS teams. So they're oh really? They would to get to the round of eight, they would have to win basically an MLS game. Okay. So that's uh, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say that's how the draw was because it's, you know, there's a couple different teams. I, like it's, it'd be very difficult for them to have to go anywhere and play someone on the road sure. in another country is what I'm saying in the round of, they won't have to do that in the round of 16. And then at the, the round of eight, obviously you're then playing the best of the best at that point. So yeah, the crew have, they have to win four games to win champions cup. Let's just do it again. 16, eight, for five games. All right, Sorry. let's see. I got it here. Five games. Winner of six. Winner of six. Houston and St. Louis. Yeah, that's, that's right. Take on the winner. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So it's it's Houston or St. Louis. St. Louis and Houston both were. I mean, Houston was in Western Conference Final. St. St. Louis, Louis was, was the, the best team in the West. So they're not going to be easy by any stretch. But you're playing two really good MLS teams. I'm sure they're looking at it as if we win that game, you know, now they got to face the MLS Cup champs. That's a big deal. They want to prove themselves. But yeah, that's. So that, to me, Champions Cup should be the priority and of, then, of all those competitions. If you do that, our boy Yanni over in FIFA, I don't know if you saw this or not, oh. said that the FIFA's revamped Club World Cup planned for 2025, set to feature 32 teams, will be played in the middle of June, while a new internet, Intercontinental Cup will be played annually. I just There's so oh, many God. competitions course, and so much money course. grabs, but... Whatever. Here's, it's going to be a 25-day FIFA Club FIFA Club World Cup competition. Oh, my gosh. So imagine that. You 
let's just play hypothetical for a second. The crew win Champions League or just do whatever they need. I'm sure yeah. they'll get automatic qualifiers to get into the Club World Cup, and then our hypothetical <laughs> will have come true, and you could possibly be playing like a Real Madrid. Oh, my God. While Wilfried yeah. Nancy is the coach of Real Madrid oh my playing God. against Columbus. Yeah, dude, this is... <laughs> It's a good time to be alive, man. But uh, that that Champions Cup is what they're calling it now. But it's Concacaf Champions League, is yeah. what it is. That wraps up in early June. Yeah. So it like the games will start in March, I think, where the crew would jump in March or April, mm-hmm. and then it's wrapped up. You could be you could be the Concacaf champs before we hit basically July fourth. Before we get to the summer transfer window. Yeah, you could you could load up and really hope that that happens, and then. Everybody, and then when everybody goes off to go play in Copa America yeah. and, and summer transfer craziness, this, I mean, there's a chance they could have another cup before that even happens. <laughs> you obviously still have the league's cup thing that they're going to try to do next year. I don't know how yeah. in the midst of Copa America, yeah. but good luck with all that MLS schedule makers. And then they play in the Campionas cup because they won MLS cup. They play the champs <laughs> of right. the other of Mexico's league. Is that, uh, I forget if it was club America or who won that. I think it was club. America. Yeah. So get to play them run it back but we already beat them in uh <laughs> we beat them in the in the well, open. Somebody, there's we so beat many them last year we beat them last year so <laughs> let's go uh and then the last thing the uh champions league draw is official well actually i have two last things one quick one if you haven't gone to bone beam united's twitter account uh you should because among things that are there the chris doran call i believe is there the highlight reel so if you've not yet heard that uh, if not, I'll make sure it gets up there. I don't, maybe it didn't get tweeted out from there, but we'll make sure it does. The other thing is you should see the video or the photo of the Brighton player that has the shin guards that are the size of basically an AirPod. Very tiny. Uh, yes. Very good there. But all right, here are your, uh, 16 knockout teams that are left in the champions league. Here are the matchups. Porto takes on Arsenal. Napoli takes on Barcelona. PSG takes on Real Sociedad. And I've already seen a lot of people saying the way Real Sociedad plays, that PSG's tripped up in the sixteen round, the round of every sixteen year. every year. Real Sociedad has a sneaky good type of play that could potentially well, the trip them up. Last sixteen of the Champions League, they, they, they got to be good. Yeah, right. Of course, uh, Inter versus Atletico. I'm sure you can't wait to watch Atletico Madrid. Your guys. Yep. PSV versus Dortmund. That should be a banger. I am a big PSV guy. Yeah. Big yeah, man. PSV yeah, they're, that that should be an excellent game. You want to talk about the best, like, farm, not farm systems, but youth development turning in, like, people into megastars? Watch that game. Oh, yeah, dude. It you Yes, you the future of the next five years of Champions League <laughs> are going to be on display in that game. Yeah. yeah. Lazio takes on uh, your guys, Bayern Munich. Uh, RB Leipzig takes on Real Madrid. That's great. That's great. That should be a great game. And uh, go figure, Manchester City drew Copenhagen. Yep. Well, United, Copenhagen, United please couldn't, United do it, couldn't buddy. beat them, so that's why they're in there. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I have a Copenhagen scarf. Good. I'm wearing it that day. Of course. I may buy a jersey. Get them. Knock I'm them gonna out. buy a jersey too. Let's go. Knockout. All I care is knockout city, right? Which like, is so depressing because they are likable characters on that team. Yes. I no, from a soccer standpoint, I love everything they do. Yeah. Erling Holland is amazing. I saw him uh what was the th- there was something where I want to say he asked Thierry Henry after one of their Champions League games. He was like, "What do you think I could do?" Oh, it was after the final last year. Yeah, that was it. That was when he's like, Literally "What do you think just I could do?" They just and got he done was winning like, the treble. If you could do what you do with your right foot in tight spaces with your left, 50 goals 
100. In, or 100 goals. 100, 100 goals, that's right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I agree. That's exactly right. That's what I need to worry. He's, He's like, like, and then you have to remember, I'm 21 <laughs> years old or 22. He's like, so you guys have experienced a lot, not to say you're old, but I'm still only 22. I saw that after the I Champions love, League. Dude, and it, I, I love Erling Holland. It terrified me. I love I him. too. And, and, I'm, and I'm scared of, like, anybody that ever has to go up against him. <laughs> by the way, shouts to Aston Villa, Shout by out to the way. The villains, your guys. The villains, down, they got down this weekend. Came back, got the 2-1 win. I was watching this game. I, I finally got to just sit down, watch a full 90-minute game. I had, uh, Abigail, my youngest, was on her tablet, and she was just having a grand old time with Play-Doh and the tablet. I had my coffee. I watched an entire game. The Christmas tree was lit up. <laughs> December morning, couldn't be better. Could not have done that better, and a nice comeback win for them. So uh, shout-out to our guy, my, or my guy, Mikey C., who hooked me up with the jersey, and he's he's a big Astonville guy. He sent me that, so thank you for getting me into the. What you're wearing today, base. and you're looking very nice. I'm I'm trying to just you know represent because it was, but they're they are right now sitting ahead of Manchester City in the standings. That they is are currently four points ahead of City in the standings. They are currently ten points ahead of United. They are they are, I mean they're a legitimate title contender. Which yeah. is I st- I don't think they're going to win. Obviously, I still think it's you know Arsenal's probably got that would who would be that would be who I would bet on right now. Are betting on anyway. Wait, you know, Liverpool couldn't get one in yesterday, so that's right, you guys. Yeah. What a what a what a match day this was. That was such a great <laughs> zero zero. Thank you, Jamie Carragher. <laughs> ninety minutes of pure zero zero yeah, bliss. Love it. You know what? You got a point. Manchester United dug out a point against Liverpool. Good for you. That's what you. That's what you need to do. Yep. Wolf's going to be leading the charge there next year. Can't mm, wait for I don't. I no no. We're <laughs> you gonna, put that into the ether gonna, sphere. No, he's going to do something, but not next year. <laughs> he's got one more year of uh, telling everybody how, what songs, how Here's to dance. What's going to happen? Ten Hag will be fired. They'll hire Rooney for a year. He'll be a disaster. Then it'll be Ten Hag. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Or the, not Ten Hag. Wolf. If you didn't see the, if you didn't get to go to the parade or the celebration for the crew, just go watch the video of Wilfred Nancy standing on the stage, going, "All right." I guess I'm the coach. Yeah. I, I guess I'm your, all of your coach. And so he said, this is what we do. We, and he, I forget what he said, but it was something like, uh, we, we wait and then attack or we poise and then attack or, or something like that. And then it was basically the song that they love to play. I forget what it is called. They played it in the locker room. They've been, this is the song of the team. Basically it's their favorite song that they play in the locker room and it has a build to it. And then he had everybody, everybody, thousands of people crouching down and he's crouching <laughs> down. And then when the chorus hits, everybody's jumping up and dancing. And it was, it was like, I want this guy to stay here forever. I don't ever Just leave. Just be here for forever, Wolf. Just, yes. Coach coach all the teams. You could probably pull it off. Just coach them all. Coach I, the Buckeyes. Coach the Jackets. Hockey? Coach, yeah. Well, he didn't even know anything about hockey. Go out there and tell them, like, impossible is an opinion. And then they'll be like, you know what? Damn yeah, it, you're I, right. You know, I like this guy. You wouldn't, then you'll win a Stanley Cup. You know what he wouldn't do? He wouldn't switch up the lines for the Jackets. Probably let the young guys play. Tell them I believe in you. Every morning you can hear Jackets talk on morning chips. Oh, no, no kidding. Good good thing we're doing that. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for us. Have a This is the last one of the year, yeah. truly and honestly, for both of us. We may have a best of next week, I hope, if I remember to do it. If not, uh, don't worry about it. We will see you in the new year. Have a happy, happy time with your family if you celebrate Christmas or whatever other holiday you might be celebrating. If you're not celebrating, you already did celebrate We hope you have a great just end of the year and a great New Year celebration, and we will see you back start of January where we will promptly begin discussing how everything's bad and all of our teams are trading all their best guys. And We'll get right back into the normal But for now, we're enjoying it. Toast to you and toast to all of you. Thank you so much for making this podcast this year. We truly appreciate it. We'll see you next year.